everybody, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the All Pro Joffo's Highly Elevated Sports Talk for the Highly Elevated Sports Fan. I'm your host, JP. Hey, yo. You know, it's <coughs> late, but with us on every Wednesday, talking some Formula One and talking a little bit about the tech behind it today, going into this weekend's race in melbourne australia ladies and gentlemen welcome back sunshine Taylor, cj whatever you want to call him the f1 guy he's here with us today what's up bro nothing much man just another day in the life huh yeah the good life though things are looking good for both of us i like it I like yeah. how things are turning out. We're working for ourselves, motherfuckers. Yeah. Going into business for ourselves. That's what we've always done, so fuck it. Might as well do it as adults, right? That's all right. It's all right. So, um, so we talked about it a little bit. Like I kind of confirmed, and now your excitement is a little bit more um, you know, relevant to the fact that uh, Red Bull, it says the technical implications of red bull powertrains and ford f1 engineering uh in their partnership in 2026 um america is this america (laughs) has a lot to live up to yeah they've got they've got big shoes to fill they've got a lot to prove they've got a ton to prove they're the third most winning manufacturer in the history of racing. They haven't been in, in they I mean they, they had a power unit that was built for Schumacher as well. Schumacher won in the Ford. So I mean you're gonna have some high expectations no matter what, but so say you can't come in here and suck. Yeah, Formula, but yeah, but Formula One is, Ford is going to, Ford knows where it's at. They got a blank check to do, make it whatever power unit they want to freaking make and sell whatever they want to make. And, you know, they don't have to stay within cost cap limits, but you know what? When Max wins another one or Checo even, just the way he's been racing, I mean... Really gonna be nice. This is the internal combustion engine uh will run on a hundred percent sustainable fuel. Mm-hmm. Which uh must be sourced from non-food biosources, mm-hmm. municipal waste, or certified carbon capture schemes. And you can't just use cooking oil. Ch- changing the game when it comes to uh Fuel efficiency. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's relevant because I feel like there are certain things to certain sports in our society that actually translate to society. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to... Do you think racing has a big influence on how engineers look at fuel efficiency for cars 
on the normal basis, like for regular cars. I mean, because, because you're dealing with such high performance <laughs> and stuff like that testing, you're able to test the limits of a lot of these fuel efficient, fuel efficient engines. You have to, you have to, to be able to do the general public. You have to realize that these are two completely, completely different, different types of engines, different types of. I mean, the the specs. Well, what I'm on saying is, you can look at these engines and engineer them to be able to. Yeah, but I mean, even even in a twenty race season, they 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 change their power units two three times a year. So no, I I understand because they're because they're, of I the mean, high as performance. As racing in, racing engines go. Um, this I mean those those just they don't last very long, and I mean like they're not built to. I mean they they're they they're, they they just. It's a completely different monster. You know what I mean? Like, they may take, you know, Mercedes did the F1 AMG, right? They took some inspiration from the F1 Formula One and, like, implicated it into the engine and all that stuff. But, and, like, the specs of the car, as far as, like, the steering wheel and, like, the, the bucket seats, all that stuff, like, you know, suspension wise. Um, but, it's really just it, it would be more of a hobby car rather than you know an everyday driver like you know a tesla or like you know but i i, I think in, in some instances yeah like when you you know see your corvettes and you see your you're talking you know v8s and all that stuff like you know you you might take some inspiration from that but as far as you know your everyday road car it's not it's not something that they look at as some, you know, for performance-wise for regular cars. Because um, it, it, no. if I'm if I'm being honest, if I'm an engineer looking for something fuel efficient and something like that, I would like to look at high performance tech to be able to get a decent, you know, gauge on certain aspects on or especially when it comes to the fuel source, not even, just the power even, unit. Well, you, you have to think about it. These these engines and stuff, they're they're not made out of the same stuff that like a road car is made out of. You know what I mean? It's not made for the a road car is 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 built for taking a beating. It's heavy. It's clunky. It's you know all of that stuff. And a race car engine is much lighter. The material used is much lighter. So I mean, you can't really gauge it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like you can take inspiration from it, but you wouldn't be able to put anything legal on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I mean, I guess I get what you mean. I I just think about it going, you know, when you're trying to look for like different fuel sources, which a lot of these you know, companies and engineers just go over there um, are doing because they're looking for fuel efficiency mm -hmm. they're looking for like but when it comes to actual like, like gas that, that they use with, for the with, with you know volkswagen when we were you know talking about that before the show is, is volkswagen you know they pulled out audi they pulled out every every sport that didn't use you know 100 percent sustainable fuel or you know electric they pulled out of it 
all of their engines, Porsche, everything, the entire umbrella corporation, you know, pulled all of their race cars out and said, we're not going to race until, you know, you change your regulations to be a hundred percent sustainable or electric. They're really big in formula E right now. You go to, you go over to formula E and, and you see all that, you know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's starting to become a, a much larger scale of, you know, we these are things that we want to see happen. And but I mean, it's just changing with the times. Yeah, I mean, it's not just Ford, but Audi is also mm-hmm. uh, entering the Formula One, uh, the FIA Formula One World Championship as a power unit supplier. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting in 2026, says uh, here, and this is all via racecarengineering.com. I uh, just want to give them their credit and stuff for for this information that I'm looking at here. Uh, you know, marking the first time in more than a decade that Formula One powertrain will be built in Ger- in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says the company's motivation to join F1 derives from F1's plan to become more sustainable and cost efficient. So it says, yeah. So, yeah. Most, now most... more more companies are starting to get into the game. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna see that just because these companies are, you know, they're very much of the same. You know, we want sustainable. We want, you know, good for the environment. Um, apparently they don't want good lap times, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I, I just look at it all as an opportunity for engineers to actually look at for everyday life type of just kind of using all these sources for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, also, the, it costs money, man. Like, no, it all costs money, especially these fucking any, F1 cars. Any, these F1 cars are insane the amount of money. Any race, racing sport. It's fucking expensive, and a lot of these teams pay out of pocket, and it's like, I don't know how you guys freaking do this. You know, they they rely heavily on their sponsorships and, you know, winnings. Um, so it gets competitive and, and you're going to see a lot of teams leave and you're going to see a lot of teams come in and you're going to see, you know, but. but I mean, how many new teams are coming in in the next few years? Well, you're not going to see any new teams until 2026 when they have the new engine regulations. Um, we'll we'll still so, have. Oh, I, I was going to say, I was like, why wait till then? I'm like, well. They're working on the technology probably yeah. at this point. Yeah. It'll be ready to be able to use in 2020. Yeah. And honestly, I, and it's going to be so worth the wait. I, I can't wait to see what Ford can put up. and Because Ford's going to put some torque in that goddamn F1. <laughs> Murder! God, just fucking yeah. flying down the goddamn course. The cars are gonna sound more angry than like <laughs> than fast. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so 
Hey, asked a little a little bit ago when I brought up the Halo. And we actually looked it up and it honestly wasn't until just recently yeah. that they yeah. just started using them. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought this was something like 20- that was manufactured and put into place, like, by 2010, 2012. No, Hell no. That shit. 2018. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They oh, had, had no... But, I mean, that was not something that they ever thought about or whatever. And then, you know, it was the big thing that, oh, we're not going to be able to see the road. And, you know, this is going to be... You're going to have a big old bar in there. And, and then life save after life save after life save after life save with the cars going upside down or landing on their fucking head i mean joe on you last season holy shit yeah. that halo wasn't there he'd be dead yeah he was decapitated well Just... i mean before before the halo was there like let's be real there were a lot of deaths yes that happened during f1's history I that it's... if you yeah. look at it could have been avoided with this piece of technology exactly I mean, Hamilton's life was saved by a goddamn Halo. You know, two years ago. Like, it's it, it's pretty wild. It, yeah. to think it was... <sighs> it's so how funny. How... Not, to, like, let's be real. How do you not think of this? After seeing what well, no. happens... No, I know, but but at the same time, it, it's it was a, the biggest thing was it was an obstruction of you, and that's why they didn't think about it. They didn't think about to put something on there like that. I mean, they they reinforced the chassis and everything as much as they could without sacrificing weight, you know, and speed. But those V tens were, you know, and then they went down to the V sixes and. Meh. Maverick Maverick says uh saying with Dale Earnhardt's neck would have been saved had if they had a uh the Hans device or the Halo device installed in NASCAR. Well, well NASCAR they, they didn't have it wasn't so much of a Halo device, but it was more of a a locking mechanism that locked their head into place that yeah. so fucking you know wouldn't move. Yeah. You know. Um but again, that I mean, in NASCAR, NASCAR is much, much more of a rough, rough and tumble kind of. It's it's more okay to to bump and move into. Well, you have a lot, a hell of a lot more protection in a fucking NASCAR than you do. It's open wheel one, and like yeah. your wheels are exposed. Like anything hits those wheels or curb or whatever, and you see it, car's fucked. Like. <laughs> You know, that little piece of carbon fiber on the suspension and, and all that, like that stuff just you seen that <laughs> shit Ma- away. Ma- Mav says they drive tanks at two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Really though. <laughs> uh-huh. It is uh I mean definitely good, but yeah, when you look at F one it it really I mean I guess the amount of finesse that you need an F1 and rather than just being able to like, well, you know, it's buy- more of a circuit. It, it's more turns and it, it's not just going around in a circle. Well, I mean, NASCAR's, NASCAR's, it's more of a challenge to I it. know, but like NASCAR is starting to get into the whole, you know, road, you know, and not just the ovals. There's, you're starting to see a lot more circuit type races in NASCAR. 
I it's feel like that's better. That's more entertaining. It, it to me. is. It's a complete jumble fuck. And I mean, you go to NASCAR to see the crashes anyway. So like, <laughs> why not? You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, like I, I think, I think the circuit style racing is the most entertaining because it has the most action. Yeah. Going in a circle is like, yeah. I mean, and just like it's straight up like plowing people out of the way, like <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just you're, you're that's what I said. You know, you're you tailing start... somebody until you yeah. can shit whip around them, and then you bump them into the fucking wall and move forward, like yeah. that. <laughs> like you know. some NASCAR fans are gonna be like, no, 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 there's more to NASCAR than that. Please tell me, enlighten me. I really want to know. I'm not saying it sarcastically you know, you... either. I would really like to know. You know, it's what just... is more. What is more drafting challenging about NASCAR than F1? I really that's, would like to know. That's what they call it, drafting and rubbing. I don't know what they're rubbing, but... Rubbing each other into the wall. And probably some other things, too. Uh, phrasing? Yeah, exactly. Thanks. So Maverick says he likes the F1 style because of the turns and stuff. Uh, makes... <laughs> Hitting yeah. high speeds, extremely fast, going through those corners, and <laughs> again, you're pulling G's. It's not yeah. just a, you know the car is practically on fucking rails. You've ever seen a, a, a? You ever notice how they when they do the you know the onboards, and they have the camera on top, and you can see the tires. Like they have so much downforce that they most road car tires turn with each other, right? They both go the same direction. These F1 cars, you only have a slight. And then you have this weird-ass angle on this outside tire. And, like, just the sheer downforce of the car moves it. Just, it literally takes the whole car and just whips it around. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean, it, it's. It's like a completely that. different drive. You, you, act, well, like, you actually described it, like, a little while ago when you talk about Go over there. Go. When you talk about the best drivers in the world. Yeah. These literally are. I mean, some of them we can sit here and question whether or not they should be in the top 20 in the, in, you know, in the grid. But nonetheless, these 20 drivers are considered the best 20 drivers in the entire world. Yeah. The racing is in every single part of the world different countries you know everything else like that racers coming from which every single which way fuck man it's it's a fucking money bleeding sport holy shit god damn it's it's almost like a little too snobbish i mean (laughs) to be an f1 driver they do what they can They do what they can, but I mean, but all in, in all fairness, there's they can't. There's nobody else in the world that can do what these drivers do. Not at 200 miles an hour no. on a 30 degree fucking turn, 60 degree turn, and a chicane going 140 miles an hour over it. Like yeah. that shit is it, nuts. It, it, the I, the reflexes, the, you know, the just the, the just strength. the focus. The, Just the focus that they have to put their freaking minds through for two hours while they go out go around this track top speed, 
that shit is nuts. Just driving on the limit the entire time. While also communicating with dudes in your ear, some of which <clears throat> are giving you stupid advice, LeClaire and Ferrari. Just story. <laughs> just fucking up. You didn't honestly at this point, you didn't even have to say it. Everybody would have just known. <laughs> Just fucking off the focus real bad yeah. because of this. Yeah. It's not even, it's it's just like, oh, Hamilton's coming out of the pits and or going in for the pit or whatever. And here's Hamilton right behind you. He's he's coming on you, on your fat, like on your left side or whatever. And I was about to say, yeah, phrasing. He had already been passed. I was like, well, thanks. Like a little late. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it, it's. Oh, and by the way, since the last time we talked, I've seen everything there is to see when it comes to rumors in Formula One after fucking two weeks of racing. I cannot believe the amount of TMZ style national inquiry yeah, these motherfuckers <laughs> come up with. It's wild to me. It's it's all clickbait, man. Like, <laughs> just click on my video. Like these people believe this shit. Like this is actually something that we're all, you know, witnessing. Like this is this is actually going on. Yeah. But it's like like you said, just that clickbait shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> that, that clickbait shit gets pretty fucking annoying. Yeah. So I don't even I don't even acknowledge it anymore. It's just uh Ladies and gentlemen, six ten bees from the southeast. Dry is daylight over there. What's going on? Yeah, it's still still daylight. The sun's trying to come back out through the clouds out here. Um yeah, my bad guys. I real deal forgot the time. <laughs> I for, I remember today was Wednesday and we had a show. I just forgot the goddamn time. Last time I looked, when you sit the thing, it was 6.30. I was like, all right, cool. I tried, ran into Michaels and in the food banks. Appreciate and, you, Stava. What's up, Stava? Yeah. 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 Shit. Uh, he says, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I got to uh, I gotta make a cake for my teammate. Uh is his daughter's birthday tomorrow so oh, yeah. make her a, a unicorn cake so i was oh, just shit. making sure i get all the items and shit like that i need to, you know Got it. Uh, hey if if, if yeah, you guys get a chance you guys need to go onto your twitter and, and look at uh ford at ford performance and um why what's going on there they've got checo and max and a Ford powered Red Bull. <laughs> Just driving around. Yeah. And they're they're rally they're rally style cars, but I'm All excited. Right. I'm excited. We gotta wait three years, but that's fine, I guess. I guess we gotta do it. Um, let's see, what do we got? So we're they're in Australia, they're in Melbourne. Yeah. Um looking at it now, Max is up one point. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're 
A lot of clickbait shit. Go over there. Go over there. Go, 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 go. Um, yeah, the, they're at their throats. And the amount of clickbait shit that I've seen about this little rivalry, quote unquote, <laughs> has been pretty. I'm not going to lie. Some of it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it, it's it's funny because you know it's, it's funny to put words in other people's mouths, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely furious. He might leave Red Bull, and you got Chuck over here. It's just like you know, I just I, I really just wanted better communication for my team. You know what I mean? Like I, it's just that's all I wanted. So we got Max, Chaco, Alonzo still in third. What was your prediction for this one? For Australia? Max again? For Australia? Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm... Honestly, I really want to see Checo win again. You want to see Checo win again? I do. I do. So is that is that your pick? Mm, no, I still pick Max Verstappen, but only because he DNF'd you last year. So I would hope that he can uh, turn it around. And who knows, man? If, if, what, if, if, what if every time you call the DNF, he gets podium, but every time you call podium, he gets DNF? I would love that, honestly. You would love Checo that? Would, yeah, because then Checo would win the season. <laughs> <laughs> you just predict whatever it is that you want. Yeah. I just have to treat every day like opposite day. How much does Lewis Hamilton have left? <laughs> Yo, hold on. I'm reading these comments. What does he have? What is Gustavo doing here? Uh, it's not. It's Maverick. Oh. In the private... You should see what they believe about wrestling. Yeah, no. That wasn't I, me. Yes. Yes. Gustavo. Big shout out to Gustavo. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely see what they say. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen the shit uh, about wrestling. Trust me on that one. The wrestling community is a toxic motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's pretty wild. It's the wild, wild west in the wrestling community, bro. You don't even know. You thought Twitter was toxic? Twitter, rest, dude, wrestling Twitter alone. If it's a female wrestler, oh, it's even worse. Legit. Honestly, it's, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> like, it's, <bad. laughs> it, it's so bad. Um, let's see. So do you have Fernando Alonso winning a race at all this year? Only, only, only if both Red Bulls get DNF'd. If both of them DNF'd? Yeah, that's the only way. Red Bull Red is Bull just that, that far ahead of everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really are. I mean, when it comes to, I mean, engine pace, aerodynamics, it's literally just the complete package and... I mean, yeah, again, they're having reliability issues, but you know what? Like, who gives a fuck? They're winning. <laughs> wrestling, wrestling is real. 
course it is. <laughs> Not, I mean, the moves are real. The scripts are fake. Yeah. We all know that. Everybody knows that. We don't need to have that discussion. You either find it entertaining or you don't. Don't make the other argument. That That's all it is. <laughs> If you don't, if you just personally don't like it, leave it that way. That's fine. Make <laughs> these motherfuckers. You know wrestling's fake, right? Go fucking he said suck a dick. About his mama. He Go suck a dick. That morning. <laughs> <laughs> he memorized that. He practices in the mirror. <laughs> Is he back? Is he in here? Yep. There he goes. Back in. Let's have a lies. Um. So, all, so the entire grid is yeah. banking on Red Bull DNFing. Yeah. If anybody else wants to see a, a a race win this year, it would have to be from a double DNF out of Red Bull. What is going on? <clears throat> Dang, K, you I thought, it was, I thought it was messed up on my end. I think. Nope. nope. Something happened with his phone. Well. Well, well congrats to Red Bull. If they, if they do win. <laughs> you might as well just say, Please. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they going to win no matter what. Shit. They're they're just too damn fast, man. It's crazy. You got to keep up with the Monaco, fucking what you selling. Yeah. They get some good fucking goddamn technicians and people like that. Shit. Where's where did he go? Did his phone die <laughs> on street? <I> so. <laughs> did yeah, his, his phone, phone die? die definitely. Holy, my my wife called, so it turned my that boy. <laughs> turned everything to shit. My second right. guess. Yeah. No, I don't put my wife. <laughs> she, she didn't know. <laughs> it's Wednesday. What? I'm just kidding. But um, so who? Your legitimate podium picks. Go. Uh, I got Max Checo, and then I have um. Mm, mm. Say it. You can go with your heart on this one if you want to. It's the third. Fuck it. I want to see Lewis on podium, man. Uh, man, you have such a complete change of heart with Lewis Hamilton. It, honestly, it was just last year, like, and how sorry I felt for him. Just, like, the the amount of torture that Mercedes put him through. My gosh. Makes you feel bad for the guy. And he's still with him. Like, yeah, yeah, you just kind of, you got to feel bad for the guy. So you want Lewis Hamilton on podium this week? Yeah. At three. Okay. I'm sure Lewis will take that because so far that we've noticed on this show, um, 
anything that comes out of this show apparently just comes true and we never get the credit for it um what are you, what are you but, talking about <laughs> oh bro you don't even know you don't even know no no way you don't so, even know the amount right, so of shit these I'll, I'll assholes at espn are getting away with <laughs> no idea how much these assholes are getting away with by taking our stuff and talking about it on their platform without giving us any fucking credit at all. I don't know what's going on. He has it as a single thing right now. Don't worry about it. You're still here. I'm so confused. So, yeah, I'll give you a piece of it since it's your team. Um, so, I said that uh, I think that the Colts should trade that fourth pick to get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> We don't want him. No. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you want Lamar Jackson? That's our best hope right now. No. I, you know what, Sunshine? You haven't watched nearly enough football to understand what the fuck you're talking about right now. If I, you're played, talking about, if I, you're I was in the fantasy league last year. I, I spent too much time watching football. What do you mean too much time? You can't watch <laughs> You live in Texas. That's blasphemy. What's wrong with you? That's blasphemy. High high treasonous type of talk. Nah, 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 nah. Not liking football. Not watching football. That's attempted murder. Exactly. That's not. Damn near. Like the Soners game. Maybe on me if they found out. But again, (laughs) well, again, as long as you're not a Sooners fan, I think we're good. Nobody really cares. Whoa! You're a Sooners fan. You get, you get, you get. And or if you're not a Cowboys fan, which is like most of Texas, anyways, and everybody just shits on Cowboys fans, it's hilarious, man. They just go through Texas doesn't have as many. They they literally go through all stages of grief every time they watch the Cowboys play. It's hilarious to actually see it in person. Just the (laughs) happiness and the sorrow, the denial, the you know, the hope, all that. You know, the anger. That's a Cowboys for you, man. It's hilarious. Actually sad. It's not sad. It's hilarious. (laughs) They got to sit there and brand themselves the America's team. Like none of the other teams are in America. Get the hell out of here. I feel like they're America's most hated team. At this point. That, that might be. At this point, most people just associate Cowboys fans with SpongeBob memes now. I'm out of here. Done. Mm-hmm. Well, Sunshine, you've given us your three. <clears throat> Melbourne it says 10 p.m. Uh, so 10 p.m. for me is what? Midnight for me, man. So it's on Australia, so it's going to be a midnight race. So are you staying up to watch? Uh, yeah. What do you You're mean? Staying up to watch? What do you mean? You're gonna be like this. Hell no. You are. Maybe that I'll might be hold. Corey. That might be Corey, but <laughs> not me. Might be Corey, but you, you're gonna stay up. Yeah, I'll be up. I gotta stay up till 10 p.m. or from 10 to yeah, that's fine. 10 o'clock's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. And if the race goes to plan, it actually gets done sometimes before the two-hour mark. 
Mm, yeah, maybe. Unless, if there's no safety cars or anything like that, then yeah. But other than that, who's gonna crash? Who's gonna crash? Ooh, I got um, what's it called? Oh, I'm looking at him right now. Who do I think is gonna crash? I think Akon is going to get penalized twice again. No, no, no. <laughs> and looking at it, I'm going to say Lando's the one who shunts. Do you think Lando? I think it's Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll, I guess it's. You wish so much bad on that guy. No, 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 no. I think just... No, I, I never, no, I never. No. It's just the only reason why he's there is because his dad. That's why. <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, it's either turn 13 and 14 or... I think it's 13 and 14. 13 and 14. Those two turns. You're gonna, you're saying he's going to crash at either 13 or 14? Mm-hmm. Lance Stroll on either turn 13 or third, turn 14. He puts it in okay. the wall. Since we're, since, we're, since we're fucking going up that deep, what lap? Lap? No, no, no. What uh, lap does he do it? It's going to be a turn turn 13 or 14, but what lap? Does he do it early? Is it late? Right in the middle? We'll probably go... He might do it late. I, th I think it's going to be a late safety car. <laughs> it's going to pull the whole goddamn field back together. And then Max and Chuckle are going to go racing, and it's going to end like that. And Hamilton is going to get the jump on whoever. And they're going to... He's going to get on the podium. He's gonna because jump on Ferrari Fernando. will find a way to fuck it up. They always do. <laughs> if Ferrari will find somehow, some way To fuck it up. So, I mean... That's my prediction. But I got to cook dinner, man. It's late. I, I know, man. I, I was trying to get your last things before, but... Sunshine, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to him again next week. See y'all. See you later. Yep. Little brother. And then where the hell did Kay to go? What? All right, well, I guess while we're waiting him to come back in, we'll get this message from our friends over at Raise Energy. Hit it, man. What's up, Joppo Army? JP here, the All-Pro Joppos, bringing you a message from our proud partners over at Raise Energy. Raise Energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high-quality formula to bring the consumer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help us put your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Perfect for anyone at any time, Raise Energy has become the most popular 
the best rated energy drink on the market to date with a phenomenal flavor profile that puts most of the competitors just downright to shame. Powered by the enhanced refresh technology, Raise Energy delivers with a performance enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories, which include targeted focus, enhanced recovery time, as glycogen becomes depleted, improve clean energy levels, boost in stamina, and in hydration. Most importantly, each can of Rays has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. You should not have to drink or settle for any other energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, opt for the smart choice with the number one fan voted energy drink on the planet with Ray's Energy Drink. Use the promo code ALPHARAYS at checkout to get 15% off of your order. Demand more. Join the Ray's Rebellion. Let them know the Jaffo sent you. I don't know what the hell happened with Kay. But apparently he backed out the same time Sunshine did. I don't know why. Oh, there, there he goes. Oh, did, did you scare him off? God damn. No, he's there. He's right okay. there. Shit head. Phone died. Phone died? Yeah, as I was looking for my charger, yeah. All good. All good. Um, Okay. So. Um, A seven FL, right? Um, how much? How much of it did you see before? I know you had to leave after we did our own little commentary thing with the BIC versus the Renegades. Um, how much of it did you see? Did you see mostly highlights and stuff after that? Yeah. um so i like stuck with him the whole time i was watching pretty much every game that i could um trying to soak in as much as i possibly could um and i gotta say man from i mean the game that we we did or the game that we saw Mm -hmm. um together the renegades and the bic um, I mean, you and I obviously with talking with both Big Rob and Corey and and Matt and you know keeping up with it how we've been keeping up with it. The BIC are obviously the favorites to win the championship again, and the Renegades. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you, but they surprised me. The the defense kind of surprised me. It's just in the beginning, the connection with CP and the rest of his, you know, receiver, it just wasn't there in the beginning. You know, you and I were looking at it going like it just something about like the chemistry. It seemed fucked up at that point. Like he, he just wasn't hitting anybody. Um, no. Starting off the game, get, getting later on, you know, yeah, everything started to click, but early on in the game, I feel like 
there were a few opportunities, especially that one that he overthrew Megatron. Um, I mean, that one literally could have been the difference of the game, you know, with it ending 27 to 20. Um, and the fact that Ashanti Worthy, uh, in my opinion, player of the game, probably player of the week, um, taking the first two throw-offs back to start the season and just, again, go over there, and just, again, doing it. You know, we were looking at it going, like, this guy is just, he's unreal. And the Renegades, at the end, made it a game to the point where we started to think, well, I mean, you saw the the top 10 that they put out. You came in late, but I watched it again, and they had the Renegades at 11. They had them just outside the top 10. After this game, if we were to make a top 10, would the Renegades get bumped up? From 11, do they get bumped up into the top 10 even though they lost to the BIC? It's close. I would have to watch the rest of the games. Um, That's first. And, I mean, honestly, I still think that quarterback can't throw, bro. But I don't think he's a quarterback. I think, you know what I mean? I, don't, I think that he filling in. I don't think that's his position. So, um. I think a lot of people are going to have a lot to say about that one because from uh, my research, <laughs> one of the more decorated guys yeah, my um, man was, yeah. in the league. But it just – I can understand what you're saying, though. It just seemed off. We call it, you know, first game jitters, whatever it is that you want to call it or whatever. It just seemed off. You know, too antsy, you know, whatever you want to call it, just – wasn't making the connections that could have honestly turned the game around. You know, the, I, I I can honestly go back and look at it and understand that the Renegades had three or four opportunities to take the lead, to actually get ahead. They this game could have looked completely different because Ashanti Worthy, yes, was killing them, but they were kind of keeping Sterry in check. And we're talking about the MVP of the league last year. They were hit, they were putting the hits on him. I think he took two really big hits on the first two extra points from you know Worthy's returns. Yo, he took some really big shots that you or me were looking at him like, he's hurt. Like, it's visibly like he, you know, he was feeling it. But, you know, like I said, they were keeping him relatively in check. But like you said, it's just the early on quarterback play with certain situations that happened that weren't able to capitalize on it. It just cost the Renegades that. But you take those out of this, and I think they put up a valiant effort all the way to the end to where, if I mean, if you were asking me, I would, I'd put them in the top 10 because the BIC are the number one team, and they took them to task. 
the number one team they took to task. So I'm not going to say top five. That would be crazy. And I think Rob would lose his shit and throw his fucking computer at me if he could. I'm not going to say the top five. <laughs> but I'd maybe put him eight or nine. No, I ain't going to say that. I'd put him in the eight or nine. That's too big a reaction. The defense impressed me, bro. I'm not going to lie. I like the way their enough. defense played. That wasn't enough. I, that, I mean, mm. like I said, there was minus some situations on offense that could have made the game go very differently. And yeah. you and me would be pro- – if the if the offense would have clicked yeah. like they did in the second half, in the first half, like all the way through, we'd be talking about the Renegades being a top-five team in the league and possibly better because they would have beaten the BIC. The defense was good enough most of the games. It's just the offense didn't capitalize. That's why I gave them eight at best, most likely putting them at nine. And that's why I say I, I, the full reason why I don't put them, I don't move them at all is because they can't score. That's it. That's full reason why they can't score. You can't. The only reason why they offense moved in the second half is because they basically ran, like I said, a Steelers-based offense when Big Ben was there. All shorts, all slants, nice little short routes, five- and seven-yard routes. That's really <laughs> pretty much what's going on. Nice little yak. And when he threw that ball, first off, if you're going to have a name like Megatron, bro, you're going to have to pull something down. You pulled absolutely nothing down to be able he to. He had like four drops that we were like, and me personally, you know, he's supposed to be the, the quote unquote tight end position in the 87 NFL. The drops that he had, I'm like, oh my God, you just can't. I'm like, buddy, buddy, those are, those are game changers. Those I wouldn't even put on the quarterback. I, those are on him. Buddy definitely on him. Buddy threw that motherfucker over seven yards, and he that's what you did to him? That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm so upset with you. Um, but so, that, I mean, running back, though, number 23, he nice. He nice, for real. Yeah. He plays safety, too. He nice. He nice, for real. He real deal nice. <laughs> he nice. He nice. I, I like him. But Renegades, me, me, that's the reason why they 11, to be real with it. Me meep with the behind the back. When that man did that, I was like, oh, my God. That's four reason why they outside the top ten. This man had the audacity to throw a pass behind the back, bro. For a connected. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was a touchdown. Oh, it was a touchdown. That's right, because it was it was a regular. That's for a TD, bro. Like that that one that one was for an extra point. He just did that on an extra point, just fucking around. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like either way, a touchdown, extra point, bro. Come on, dog. You know what I mean? They they had a lot going on. They had the the Vegas Hunters and the Gold Hunters handled it pretty easily. They're 34 to 19. The Sin City Chaos. And did when you we say Sin City, I know you're you? going to think Vegas. But Sin is spelled C-I-N for Cincinnati. So, and then 
Olin, Olin, Olin Tangy, Olin Tangy, Olin Tangy. Um, this is Ohio. This is in Columbus, Ohio. These are the Olentangy Volcanoes. Um, and the Chaos handled them 50 to 6. Did you watch that game? Um, I saw bits and pieces of that game. Bro, did you see the 40? I think it was the 44th point or the 42nd point. Did you see that one? I, no, I by 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 the 42nd point, I'm probably already checked out watching the other games bro the quarterback did like top that top 10 or uh, top five we put out mm-hmm. number one basically was the same play that the 42nd touchdown was the 44th of whatever breaking the tackles bro he broke like four tackles ran a dude over it bro it was crazy it was crazy oh, it was so crazy because i looked at because i, cause I like I said, I checked the highlights and shit, and I went back to that one. I'm like, oh shit, let me check some Ohio. They was beating the holy shit out them boys. <laughs> I was like, yo, no, just not like this. Not opening week. You can't go out fifty burger on you the first week. That that's that's depressing. Like going into a season. That At is- least they didn't get skunked, bro. I feel you. Actually, no, I think that was the other team. No, the other team scored with a receiver scoring. They received a score to some shit like that. Yeah. And then we had... I think it was a kickoff or he like broke or some shit like that. I think I remember seeing There's a few of those. There was a there's quite a bit of uh, throw off returns. That shit was crazy. This week. It was, it was a pretty good it was a pretty good first week, but continue on my bag. Go ahead. Um the Baltimore Watchmen, which is essentially the Baltimore super team, uh played the DC Buzz. 34 to 7, kind of everything that everyone expected. You know, Watchmen being the um, official, unofficial type. Uh, they're the number two team overall um, in the A7FL, I guess, showing it because the buzz were looked at pretty high too in that top 10 as well and getting beat 34 to 7. I think that's going to get looked at to the guys over on the three on one podcast. That's going to look like a knock you out of the top 10 type of loss. Um, yeah, yeah. I think so. That's a little rough. That's a little rough there, buddy. That one's bad. The The Las Vegas Insomniacs uh, versus the Sick with it. That was actually a good game. Um, in our. In our top five plays of the week, uh, Trey Robinson had a, a return touchdown. You know, basically, uh, I think it was the point that got him. It was like 30, like 32 or something like that. But he got down, looked at the, the sick way to sideline and, you know, gave him the keep your mouth shut, you know, style thing while doing a backflip after scoring. 42 to 39. It was a close game. Sick with it, I think, is a good team, too. Insomniacs, I think they're just, you know, I think people looked at the Insomniacs as like, yeah, they knew they were going to be good teams, but I don't think they realized the Sick with it were going to keep up with the Insomniacs the way they did. Well, so I, I mean, think, remember when they were talking, they were saying basically the Vegas team was the Vegas Insomniacs was pretty much supposed to be their super team. 
Yep. So and yeah. kept up kept up with them. So I think that's going to be looked at and and you know definitely kind of been okay, maybe sick with it has something over there that you know they just haven't been seeing. Weren't they in the um, top as well? The sick with it? I don't think so. I don't think they were. I don't think they were even they they weren't even mentioned in the 12 spot either. Um but I don't think the guys knew enough about them. Because there were a lot of teams that they kind of kept the tight lip on a lot of what they were doing. So when the guys made their top 10 list, it was based off of the information that they knew. You know, so sick with it, I think, is definitely going to be looked at by them like, okay, maybe these guys are actually for real. What if that's C40's team? That would be hilarious. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. Oh, what was hilarious was the pit boss's fucking disgusting attempt at a game. Um getting the shit pushed in for them uh by the Vegas force. Um who ever you know especially on the Vegas side, the force is the top team there in Vegas. And the pit bosses were at one point looked at, you know, especially during the fall brawl we looked at one of the teams that, oh, okay, this team might do something. Well, roster changes and stuff like that happened, and the force went and just dominated the pit losses. Yeah, it bombed. Um, oh, that was just, it was bad. It was, it was, you hear the score, 52 to 12? It was worse than what it sounds. It, it, it <laughs> makes any sense. Um, speaking of another hilarious play happening, uh, the Patterson U took on the Snow Tribe, and we had Corey on on Friday. Um, basically damning to hell <laughs> the Raleigh Snow Tribe for cutting him uh, a week before the season, <laughs> and. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's so many bad things upon this team, and that's exactly what happened. And Emotional damage. I'm exactly that. Um, yeah, I was gonna say number well wishes. Honestly, <laughs> Patterson, you put an ass whooping on the Snow Tribe, uh, forty-one to twelve. Lewis is another word. It, yes, uh, forty-one to twelve, and what we now call at, and I. They put it on their thing. They said the play that is now known as the point. Not gonna lie, man. Like I was, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I love these guys. No, I'm not gonna say it. No. Um, there was a play for an extra point. Dude slipped two guys twice. Both of them. He slipped them once. Then he came back, ducked them both, turned around. Both of them fell. And when they did that, when he came up, he literally pointed at the man. If you want to see it, go check out on YouTube the A7FL Top 5 Plays of the Week. It's the number one play of the week. Dude points and laughs, turns around, breaks another tackle, proceeds to stiff arm another, and then hurdle the last guy into the end zone. And again, 
This is an extra point. This isn't for a touchdown. If this was for a touchdown, that would have been the greatest touchdown I've ever seen. This is probably the greatest extra point I've ever seen because that shit had me dying when it happened. Had me 100% dying when it laughing when it happened and I know Corey was looking at that with the biggest fucking smile on his face. The biggest smile on his face, ear to fucking ear. Go. Go. Ear to ear going, "Yep, now you got the point happened to the team that cut me." Haha. <laughs> That's exactly what what's going on in the mind of Corey Hammond right now. I can guarantee it. Let's see. Then after that, well, the snow type. What I'm trying to understand is, you know what? Okay. Um. Did you happen to see the? Uh, the Omegas versus the Silk City Animals. I didn't watch the game, but it was one-sided. That's putting it lightly. Um, we support our friend Corey Hammond. 100%. We support him. And anything that he does... But this game against Quattro Huff, Huffin <laughs> and the Silk City Animals. Um, yikes. Uh, Corey took, Corey and the Omegas took an ass whooping 52 to 6. Um, to be fair to them, they only had eight guys. So literally every player except for Corey and I think maybe one other guy. No, and I think it's only Corey because he was the quarterback. But even he came in and played defense at one point, which if you were with us on the last show, we talked about it going, oh, yeah, uh, Corey and Huff should play, should play Iron Man against each other. And Kay said, don't you wish that upon this man? He said, don't do that. Don't wish that devil on him, Ricky Bobby. Don't wish that devil. And I and I, you wished it right upon him. And that shit was not fucking fair. That was not fair. Friday's gonna be an amazing show. Uh, Stay tuned, folks. Corey Hammond's coming in with fire and brimstone because he's blaming you. Well, he might blame me, but we also have, you know. A, a pretty decent uh, surprise coming on Friday. I will go through that. Go over there. Uh, once we're uh, done with all of this, but um, Covington Heist, 33 to 12. Um, the Kryptonite, 58 to 34 over the, over the, over the top. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, this season has started off extremely fast, and there are a lot of teams that might have surprised the shit out of the guys over there at the three-on-one podcast. And looking at this, 
I mean, I'm still going to keep the BIC at number at number one. I'll keep the Watchmen at two. Patterson, you, I'll keep it three. The Force, I'll put it four. Uh, Force at four, Insomniacs at five. Silk City Animals at six, Kryptonite at seven, Heist at eight. Stick with it at nine and the renegades at ten. You know what? Actually, no, I'll actually give the any of the high sick, sick, sick with it's gonna hate me for this, but I'm gonna take sick with it out and put in the chaos because of you know the chaos put a 50 to 50 burger to six on the volcano. So I'm gonna actually give them a little bit of respect. Put them at nine and keep the renegades at ten. Sick with it just out at eleven. Hold on, the team that had a a forty plus point deficit is at nine. All right. The chaos. Yes. How? Uh, just basically strength of schedule the opponent. That's how I look at it. Okay, when you watch, did you how many Ohio games did you watch on Sunday? That was, I think, the only Ohio game, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was no the heist and the crush. I didn't see the heist and the crush. So should and, I put them? Should I put them over the heist? I mean. The point deferential alone. That's fair. I mean, if you're going, if you, if you didn't really see the other team, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you didn't really watch the other team, and the only thing you have is the highlights and the points that you did, did you did get? Excuse me. Yeah, like. Well, all right, well. And also, did you see any of the Florida games? The Florida game. I don't think any of the Florida teams played. No, all of them were in Vegas. Actually, no. Yep, no, all of them were in Vegas. The Florida games are actually taking place this weekend. They start this weekend. The Orlando Ghosts take on the Nightcrawlers. And then let's see. I think that's the only one in Florida. Yep, that's the only one in Florida. The Nightcrawlers versus the Ghosts this weekend. Oh no, we're doing a week to week uh depth chart ranking. 
I mean, well, I kind of, I kind of want to say like the predictions and stuff like that. Like I wanted to go over what happened during the weekend, and again, direct people to the YouTube uh, video to to check out the the top five plays of the week. Um, but I want to do like predictions and stuff like that this coming Friday because, um, we are going to have the uh owner of the la and vegas divisions derek duncan on the show with us on friday uh because i'm i want to get to know we know a lot about the east coast teams we know a ton about them we know a ton about the vic patterson you you know the the lineage of the team it's all there we know we've seen them but these vegas teams and stuff like that and the la teams especially we hadn't even seen any of the la teams yet uh, we haven't seen the vibe out there we had let's see we won't even see the vibe until yeah i don't even think we see the vibe on here Oh, the Los Angeles Aces versus the Santa Monica Vibe. That doesn't happen until two weeks from now. You know, so we know essentially, and they weren't even, neither one of those teams were even mentioned once on the top 10. Because there's so little to none known about that division that those two teams in L.A., And from there, they don't play again. I don't see any other L.A. team again until the week after that, the Vibe versus the Hollywood Heroes. That's but, point. You know what I mean? There's not – there's only three teams in, hell, in L.A., the Hollywood Heroes, the Lost – the Aces have basically a two-week bye before they play the Heroes. Hold on, go through the names again. The Hollywood Heroes, the Los Angeles Aces, and the uh, Santa Monica Vibe. All right. Ah, oh, fuck. Santa Monica has a terrible name. It doesn't see the logo. Oh. Do we have that? <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm just. Can you share the screen or something so we can not from my not from my phone to computer and everything? Well, can you turn your phone to the computer? Oh, okay. So you want me to actually full on? <laughs> yeah, I want to see what you see. Can you see that? You gotta go in a little bit. How much far? Well, I mean your camera ain't worth a damn. This is the front camera. I see it. I know I see it. This is pretty ass. That's what I'm saying. So but it's like, you know, nothing essentially about the, the L.A. teams. That's my art school uh -huh. code. That's crazy. You know, so it's like, I want to know more about the Vegas division. And I even told Derek that um, I'm kind of having big hopes for that division because I feel like that division, if they do well and if they perform and do well quickly, 
that it's going to set up the A7FL coming into Northern California a lot quicker and with a lot more confidence. Um, so we're going to have him on the show with us on Friday uh, to talk A7FL Nevada and L.A., and maybe even talk a little bit more about bringing it, you know, here to Sacramento Bay Area and stuff like that, Northern California, because again, we have a lot of talent out here that I feel like would do well in uh, in this sort of league, um, especially like it, we we want to try and help Matt Ryan's dreams of having the Stockton Slaps become a team. We want to help you, Matt Ryan. We want to help you make that dream a reality. Um, so, again, we'll talk to Derek Duncan uh, come Friday. Then we'll talk about the matchups and everything else like that coming the weekend. Um, A7FL starting off strong. A lot of really good plays. The calls were good. Corey had a – I mean – when we talked to him, so he'll tell you, but it wasn't great. And again, you know, he was only dealing with a team that only had, you know, nine, eight, nine guys essentially who had to make a five hour trip. And that day was the first time that Corey had met any of them. Um, so yeah, the chemistry was definitely not going to be there. And it's very explainable on why they got, you know, mopped, um, this past weekend. Um, XFL. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got in the XFL? What happened in the XFL? Sea Dragons kicked the dog crap out of the uh, Orlando Guardians. St. Louis uh, just wax on and wax off. Whoop the shit out of the uh, Vegas Vipers. Um, San Antonio got the win against Arlington. Hell yeah. And DC, I think we went over the DC beat Houston. Um, you picked DC in this one, didn't you? I think you picked DC and I picked Houston. Yeah. I thought Houston was going to try and make a comeback. And it was hard for you because you like Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. But DC, man, that that's... A legit team. It's a legit team. Thirty-seven to twenty-six. Yeah, I told you they couldn't stop uh Ta'amu's running. You did say that. Um, since we're probably not gonna get to it uh on Friday, let's get to it now. The Sea Dragons versus the Arlington Renegades next week. It's actually on Friday. Uh Sea Dragons, I think, are at best, top three. At minimum, top three, actually, um, in the league. Um, okay, I think this one's easy for both of us when I say I think the Sea Dragons are the easy pick here. Um, I was processing everything you said afterwards. Who were they playing again? Sea Dragons versus the Renegades, the Arlington Renegades. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, 
Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go two dragons because I think I picked Arlington last week. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. Uh, San Antonio versus the Vipers. San Antonio. Yeah, I think so too because Vegas just stinks. Mm-hmm. The only team worse is Orlando, which they are playing the DC Defenders. Well, we know what's about to happen there. Oh, can we predict the final score? I mean, I feel like you want to. You got so happy to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> 65 to 12, and the 12 is for garbage points. Right. Jesus Christ. 65 to 12. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of points. One of them. One of them is going to be a touchdown because it's going to be a garbage point. Six of those points are going to be uh, field goals. That's a heavy point differential, fam. That's heavy. You come out of that game. Is it, is it out of the order? You tell me what about Orlando doesn't scream ass to the point where I wouldn't think that the undefeated DC defenders wouldn't just dog walk these dudes probably to the point where they won't even be an XFL fucking team next year. They might not even make it. They got the souls ripped out of them so bad. First off, they undefeated, but. DC ain't putting up no 50 points like that on a regular twin. You can just have a 50 point point differential. Like, they've been putting they've been putting up 35 plus against really good teams. They put up 37 against the Houston Roughnecks team, who has, you know, again, arguably the best defense next to DC, obviously, because they're the best team in, in the league at the moment. You know, that that's that's what I'm saying. If they're putting up that many points on good, legit teams, they're gonna fucking sandbag the the Guardians. Nah, I ain't gonna just. I ain't gonna do it like that. They gonna beat them, but I ain't gonna do it like that. Not no fifty points. That's crazy. Oh, That's I'm not crazy. saying fifty. I'm saying sixty-five. I'm saying the the, the big the the the, yeah, the eight by eight cheat the eight by eight burger you get it in and out like that. That or the six by six, we'll call it. That's what I'm talking about. You know, six by six fucking burger. Yeah, but you you said with extra cheese. That's your five. Sixty-five twelve is a fifty-point point differential. That's crazy. Yes, that's crazy. I don't think that's gonna go down. I think they're gonna beat them boys. But I don't think they're gonna beat them like that. That's crazy. That's something. That's that'll be XFL history. Then, then if not, then if not, sixty-five to twelve, fifty-two to six. It's less than a fifty-point differential, but it's still a fucking major ass whooping. I don't think DC just gonna score fifty points. That's what I'm. I'm I do. I think Orlando sucks that bad. Orlando ain't just getting railroaded. Bro, this is a peewee football team compared to DC. They losing, but they they, they not losing because of their defense. I can tell you that. 
Like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, I don't think they're going to put up that. Like, they're going to beat them. They just ain't going to – they can't score. Like, that's Orlando's problem. I actually watched them. They can't score. Their defense is decent. They okay. can't score for shit. Okay, like, okay, fine, fine, fine. If not 52-6, to 48-3. That's still not good enough. No, okay. I ain't saying all. I'm like, look, <laughs> you're going off of the fact of their bad team as a whole. Forty-two that, to three. How about that? Look, is that man, more realistic? I seriously, don't think DC scoring that many points. Like, I think they can because if they can put thirty-seven up against Houston, I think they can put forty, fifty, possibly sixty plus up on Orlando. If you've been watching Houston, Houston been crumbling a lot lately. I, it's besides the point. They're much better defense than Orlando is. Oh no, much better defense than Orlando is. Oh no, I seen them. I seen them boys. Oh no, man. Oh no. The o- <laughs> the only team worse than the Guardians are the are the Vipers. At one and five, and everybody else is either five hundred or above, like decent teams. The Vipers and the Guardians are both ass, and the Guardians are ass enough to the point where, bro. I honestly, I think the DC defenders, like, I really want to go with my original say. I really like the sixty-five to twelve. I mean, you stick with it. I'm just gonna stick with it. Yeah, go ahead. 65 to 12. And I, and I still feel like that's being generous because I might be giving I might be giving the Guardians too many points. For offense, yeah. You definitely are. But I, like I said, defensively, I really feel like you, you you're disrespecting them a lot. Because it's a it's a lot of teams that have good defense and can't score for shit. Ain't like you just gonna put up that many points. I don't think this team has a good defense. I think this team is overall ash, bro. I, th- I think they're shit. The best thing about them is their offense. Actually, the best thing about them is their tight end, Cody Latimer. That's it. That is the Orlando. only player on that team that's worth a shit. Their defense better than they are. They can't score for shit. They can't move the ball, none of that. Like, they can't do it. Like, that's just not what it is. I'm telling you, uh, this is what it, that's it. That's their strong suit, the defense. Ah. If that's their strong suit, then yeah, sixty-five to the twelve is the final score. Um, but I think we're both going for you know we're both saying DC is definitely winning this game. That that's endpoint what it is. Uh, St. Louis BattleHawks versus the Houston Roughnecks in Houston. They're both four and two. I think it's gonna be a good game. Houston. Houston. Yeah. Bounce back finally? This one not hard, yeah. This one not hard. Houston's going to beat them boys by 14 points. Really? Yeah. This, this ain't that hard. The way they lost. St. Louis is a little bit better than that, but I mean, 14 points, bro? Yeah, the way they lost the last two weeks. Yeah. It's like revenge style or running up the score style type shit. I mean, that, and you can tell, like, Coach Phillips ain't fucking going out like that, bro. 
Man, you not about to lose out. Fuck that. You ain't going out like that, dog. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get your team. You got, you know what I mean? Snap back, figure it out. You're at home. Uh, play better. I mean, if you're going to go with you, I think you and I have been in pretty much agreement all the way up until, <laughs> until this point. So I think if we're going to be different in this pick, I think I'll go with this one. I'll pick St. Louis because I think they played really well. And even in their loss to the Sea Dragons, they played well. <laughs> um, so I, I think the Battle Hawks are a little bit better than I think people are actually realizing. And they they're that team that that could sneak up on you if you don't really if you're not really watching. Um, so I'll go with Seattle or not Seattle with uh, St. Louis. You go with Houston. We'll go with that. Sure. Perfect. That works, man. All right. So uh, we've got the show again on Friday with uh, Derek Duncan, and maybe we can get Corey Hammond in there somewhere. If we get Corey in there with. De- the whole I'm just gonna let you know now. If you guys come and watch the show on Friday and both Derek Duncan and Corey Hammond are on the show, we're probably not talking about anything else other than a seven of that day. Just wanna let you know that. It's probably gonna go past that the hour and a half point because Corey himself can talk for an hour and a half or more. It's it's just there's a lot of information that's going to be passed and forth between those two if you know, that indeed is how it goes down. Um, so just know if you see both Corey Hammond and Derek Duncan on this show, uh that's that's all we're gonna be talking about that day. That's just bare basics of it. Um this weekend is going to be jam-packed full of stuff. I'm gonna be happy. I know Mav is is gonna be happy. WrestleMania is going on uh this weekend. Um, I'm actually mad if you want to bring yourself in here to talk about it real quick. Um, I'm I'm a little excited about this WrestleMania for certain storylines. What what do you what do you think here? I'm I'm legit only excited for the main event. I'm I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan, and. On, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I like watching WrestleMania. I still do. I always will. But some some years I could skip for, for legit reasons. Right. But this this year feels a lot special to me. It feels because here's the thing. Main event, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, WWE title, or, or whatever whatever title they're going to put up. What Universal World Heavyweight Whatever the name of it is now, fuck, I don't care. (laughs) Alpha God Destroyer (laughs) title. (laughs) But as far as, I mean, if you guys want a story that lasted from, for like 10 years, legit 10 years from the time, no, uh, anyway, like, like just a very long story this is it because if you're a wrestling fan, if you've ever kept up with it and, and kept up with Cody Rhodes outside of it, going to AEW and all that, it's, 
a whole new situation. It's a whole new story. And something like this going from WWE to the outside to Japan to all that to now coming back to WWE after all that controversy. This is the one. This is the match you want to see for sure. Um, I feel like people are going to be disappointed with the outcome. I'm expecting it. I, I I have to expect a very disappointing outcome from WWE now, which is which sucks even worse. Because but, because as much as Hunter Triple H has been you know extremely good, we know who's behind. He's been scenes. great. We the, know who's behind the scenes, behind the scenes and you know if he's there in Gorilla. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to tell him no? Who is going to finally finally step up and be like, you know what? No, that's not what we're doing. Yeah, I'll give him credit. Like, he he knows what he's doing. The problem is that he's still focused on NXT. And that's a whole other situation. But as far as the product goes since... Vince McMahon uh, was forced into resigning the first time. It improved. Uh, oh, I got to send my coworker another thing here. Um, oh, did I screw that up? I did. I don't know what happened. My fault. I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, Vince McMahon is great. Or it was great. I mean, he's had his time. Call you back in a minute. Um, but yeah, like... The the way everything has changed since that since that first controversy came out, um, it made the product a little bit more attentive. A, lo- a lot of people were starting to focus more on seeing how that's going to play out, and it's been really good up until the last pay per view. <laughs> but now WrestleMania is here. We got a big storyline. We have a whole bunch of other stuff to promote. Um, Bray Wyatt might not make it to WrestleMania, so there's a whole lot of there's there, there's a lot of differences that are coming out. They're still not sure how they're they're going to split it up into two nights because they don't have much to promote. But it, either way, it's going to be an exciting night or exciting weekend, I should say. But I but yeah, you can never you you can never underestimate the disappointment from WWE nowadays, and that's not just a barium. I mean, it, it, it happens with everybody. I mean. AEW yeah. fucked up, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I always wanted to ask this real quick because yeah. I mean, you you and I have talked on you know a different podcast, which I want to bring back the Ring Psychology podcast. When we talked with with Nick, um, you know, you were with Forge uh, Rival Forge um, at the time, mm-hmm. and you're talking about everything. But I, what I wanted is actually know from people is because from what i've seen it's a kind of a mixed bag but in your opinion is two nights too much are we because i'm not gonna lie i was more than entertained by the three three and a half hour wrestlemanias that they had before they were the big matches the biggest storylines of the year you know that's what it was supposed to be now they yeah. have so many people on the roster and so many different storylines that they, I guess they feel are net are WrestleMania worthy. And just mm. 
over and it started getting to a point where you were starting to have WrestleManias one night that were like five hours because of the theatrics, yeah. Yeah. because of everything that goes with it, the the live concerts that they have. Undertaker's fucking entrance itself is thirty thousand minutes long. You, <laughs> you, certain people take forever to certain things that go down with the presentation of it. That that's why they broke yeah. the, the two nights. At the time, I was like, "Well, if you're gonna have that long, it's hard to keep an audience attentive for five hours. So if you broke it up into two nights, yeah, you kind of make." You're making more money out of it, you because you're basically doubling WrestleMania, and you're not keeping it as long. So both nights, you know, the crowd will be into it for the virtually the entirety of the show, depending on how well the the wrestlers and the stories and stuff like that can be executed. But I'm looking at it now, going, I mean, I I guess call it nostalgia i kind of miss those times where you had it was a three and a half hour show you started off with a badass fucking tornado tag team ladder match for the titles (laughs) and or or do something like bring back the keeping money in the bank at wrestlemania have that be the opening ladder match every single WrestleMania from here on out. And then from there, kind of do the, how, wherever you want to rotate it. But basically, it should just be that plus the main titles. So you have the tag team titles, you know, Intercontinental, you know, U.S. Championship, women's tag team titles. You know, all you have those. All the title matches go on, ending with, obviously, the top prize in the company. You start off with money in the bank, nothing but title matches all through the card. That's what WrestleMania should be. For I can agree most, with that. That would be four hours, probably. Right. So, the record is not five hours. The record is actually seven and a half. And that was WrestleMania 30 is either 35 or 36 and that that one was the one where main event with uh, ronda rousey charlotte and becky becky lynch and that was exhausting that i mean i i I can nuts man that's too much that's too much (laughs) so that's why they had that's why they split it because they they packed so much that they had to start splitting it but then when they split it covid happened and then we got what we got so i'm not even worried about that but i don't feel personally i don't feel they have enough relevance enough relevant storylines or matches to promote and if they can't i mean they only have until i mean they have to put it up this weekend they got to put some impromptu matches up this weekend if they plan on doing two two nights and if that's going to happen just make it a raw or smackdown you know i mean they they have till friday basically um but I, I mean, and you have stand and deliver on Friday. Yeah, you you still have NXT to promote, That's so it's a little I, tough I like for the them. To hold. That's what I'm saying. Instead of having it two nights, because again, you kind of say, I mean, not to say NXT has been necessarily anything worth fucking watching nowadays, but 
you have NXT and then you have one night WrestleMania. How do you condense it down to where if you if your titles are not storyline worthy to be presented at WrestleMania, that's a problem. It is. That means there's absolutely and- no that means you show no value in that title because it's not being presented at WrestleMania. No. No, it's not that you don't put ti- you don't put value in the title. It's you don't put value in the roster. If you're uh-huh. gonna have that, if you're gonna put any value in the title, you have to put value in your talent, in your in your locker room. And you, I mean, you guys talk about the sport aspect all the time, yeah. and and how like these guys are, are are getting treated and all that, and, and how they get into some trouble. Some guys get into trouble. Matt Riddle being one of the biggest examples right now so i don't i don't expect i don't expect it to be an all-time big wrestlemania except for the main event but considering the competition that they have right now it's going to be really tough to keep people engaged in wrestlemania it's not gonna be i mean people are gonna watch they're still gonna make their millions of month millions of dollars That's, I mean, that, that's not going to change, but just for the for, people showing up alone, exactly. Yeah, just, just from that, just from the aspect of it, just from the casual aspect of it. No. But moving, uh, but but considering the way the last pay per view went, they had a they legit had a match in blacklight, all in blacklight, and that was the pitch black match. Yeah. Um. I don't think that they have any any coverage as far as that goes. So one night would be would make it a lot easier. But they're going Hollywood. They're putting a whole bunch of hype on it. So what are they going to do to to fill in the time? They're going to put segments together. They're going to put entertainment aspects. They're going to throw in another musical artist to waste time on the pay per view. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been. Yeah. So. Whatever they can't fill in the ring, they'll fill it on the stage. So that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother aspect for it. And I'm sorry, Corey. I know you're quiet over there. I I, I mean, <laughs> but I, I like I, I if if you're if you're a, a, a not a, if you're just getting into wrestling, if you're just wanting to see something cool to watch, watch WrestleMania. I highly encourage it. I highly encourage you to check out every single match outside of the main event and really, really look at it. L.A. Knight is on a roll right now. Yeah. Uh, Zing, Kevin Owens, Bloodline. That's an amazing storyline that they came up with. It's the best storyline since AEW was created. Since AEW started, they had to come up with something big for a storyline to keep up with. That's their biggest one. Bloodline, Sammy, Sammy Zayn, and Kevin Owens. That's amazing. And then to have Cody Rhodes pull off the biggest headlines you could ever see in pro wrestling coming over back to WWE after all that, coming into this match and get involved with the Bloodline storyline, yeah. Bloodline story, it it makes for it makes for a great build. So that that's just something we, we got to yeah, look that. forward to and 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 I hope that it becomes a much better uh promoted event than i'm expecting i hope the matches are great i hope the match i hope everyone loses their shit and just 
fucking has a great time. I think I think for 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 me personally, the one that I'm actually looking forward to the most, and I kind of said this last year because when I I just get those vibes, you know, from her Bianca Belair and Asuka. Um, I I want to see Oscar win. I, I love I, I Oscar. And, and to be completely honest with you, I fully expect Oscar to win. But that doesn't mean Bianca Belair is not going to put on a show in the process. Because no. I, I said it last year with her. And again, this is my own personal opinion. This is, you know, everyone else can think a different way. But I look at her as like the female showstopper, Shawn Michaels of that division. Because at WrestleMania, she steals the show, if not up there with top two, top three matches of WrestleMania. She's right. that good on that night. She just is. I don't I don't know. She just has that factor about her. She is a superstar. Like like no 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 ifs ands buts or maybes about it, you know what she brings to the table. She's absolutely one hundred percent a superstar. But when you're talking about the event of WrestleMania, I don't think there is a woman in wrestling right now that is better in the high key moment like WrestleMania than Bianca Belair. I think that. Bianca Belair is probably one of the fastest rising female wrestlers in w- that WWE's ever had. I love that she's. I, I love that they made her that that she made her gimmick the EST of WWE because that's exactly what she's become. Yeah, she's been the strongest. She's a powerlifter. Yeah, she uh, she's the the fastest. She's the 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 the, the you know anything. That ends in EST. She's probably that, yeah. as far as far as the women's roster goes. So she, she's pound for pound in the women's division. She's the strongest in the division, and, I and don't she's think proven not only that, but she's proven that she can hold main event level. She yeah. she's earned that title, and when she won it, I forget when she won it, but I knew like. As soon as she won it, she'd be she'd have a great run, and that's exactly when, what we're yeah, when, seeing, seeing from her. When she beat Sasha, right. that, that match, I that that's where I sat and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, Bianca Belair's that. She's she's gonna be the one that she might be the first female superstar to main event multiple." WrestleMania is depending on how they kind of build it and and put as like as her opponent because I think she can go with any of the quote unquote four horsemen four horsewomen right of, of them she already you know went against Sasha I think she can go toe to toe no problem with with Charlotte Becky um, Bailey as well. I that's what I'm saying with Bianca. I think they have something in her that, if done correctly and put in the right hands, and you can obviously say this about anything, but shit happens. Bianca could be 
that superstar that brings in that you can base basically if you're going to keep it night one night two you can main event one of those nights her she's the main event of that night she would be she's the perfect closer she's definitely the perfect closer for them and we've and we've seen in the last like three or four years that women can hold that that title that 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 not that title but i mean that spot on the on the show yeah and it's great to see that they're that they're building it up it's just sometimes they don't keep everyone around that they should they should have kept Sasha Banks. They should have done everything in their power to help her out to see what's going on with that. Why she left, we still don't know. She... Um, I I think with her, it got to a point. She had already done it all in WWE, and she got to a, a point where she was kind of looking for a way out. An opportunity came in the way that it did, and she said, I'm out. I think she wanted to prove that she can do she can do more than just WWE. I really do think she wanted to take over the independent circuit. You know, doing it at New Japan, AEW, um, you know, impact wherever, and proving that she can do it anywhere. And then I can guarantee, like, this is honestly not the last time you're ever going to see Sasha Banks or or, or uh, <laughs> Mercedes Monet as back in WWE. And when she gets back into WWE, she might go by Mercedes Monet. I don't know. She might go by her, her original name. But I think within the next, you'll see her back in the WWE within the next three, four years. I I agree. I think uh, one thing I've learned about wrestling is that no matter where they end up, there's going to be a a distinct difference between professional wrestlers and WWE superstars. Big difference. You could be an indie darling. You could be any like any level of professional wrestler you can be, but WWE has that superstar aspect to it, that, that aesthetic to it. If you're an athlete, if you're an athlete, if you're if you've come if you're coming in from football, if you're coming in from another sport, they love you already. If you're coming in from college, they love you even more. So it it depends on it depends on where you go in the process. And if they could take you before you go to some wrestling school to do wrestling to to wrestle on on that level, then go for it. But when it comes to the professional wrestler side of it, you bring up Sasha Banks, you bring up Mercedes Monet. Sasha Banks held 
some amazing matches in NXT. Some of the best we've ever seen in all of WWE in the last 20 years. For women. She has been part of... She was. She's been part of women's revolution. Part of at least three of the top five matches in women's history. Yes. Yeah. And I and I think that and and but now, what I really respect out of everybody in WWE that that leaves and goes on to the Indies is that one they leave with automatic name recognition. I mean that's that's a that's a given. Uh, two, you're looking at the regional side of it. You're looking at the, 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 they're able to hone their craft. And in Sasha Banks's case, she went from going, from becoming WWE women's champion to tag, women's tag team champion over to New Japan and automatically what had the best ring debut I've ever seen, especially live, you know, and, having that uh momentum going into it is going to work with her in Japan. Yeah. I mean they're they're already talking about a women's G1 climax tournament. They're already talking about a possible New Japan Cup for women for the women to start them. But going and from she could, be, WWE, she could be getting in at the perfect time to be like the front runner to Launch that. Yeah, to build the women's division in 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 NJPW, and giving the IWGP Women's Championship, which was just minted, was just made, and all and, and everything, it gives it that much more legitimacy. Yeah. And to have a de- to, and that's what I, that's what I want to instill on, like you. Well, I mean, you know it. You've seen it, yeah. uh, but. I'll I'll bring up Corey, uh, sitting sitting on mute there. No problem. Uh, but the casual fans who who happen to watch WWE every now and then, if you if you like guys like Cody Rhodes, watch his stuff in Japan. Watch his stuff in Ring of Honor. If you watch, if you like Sasha Banks in WWE, check out what she did in San Jose for New Japan when she won the, the women's title. She's already she's already been getting that much momentum, and a lot of people should totally look at New Japan. And that, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of other companies out there. It's a whole big world, just like just like you guys are with football, the A7FL, XFL, and all that. Look at look at new look at these companies coming in ever since 2019 that are coming in a lot more now. New Japan already started their expansion in America. Um, AEW just had their their West Coast uh, debut, so it's 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 amazing. It's it's a crazy sort of like world we have where we see all these guys come in, and we we don't expect the biggest matches they put on, but there's so much bigger in outside of WWE nowadays. There's so much more more aspect to it, and we don't see that very much anymore until now. So if you're if you want to see more than just the same old WWE, if you want to see more than than the same talking points, if you if you're tired of hearing me just bury <laughs> WWE when I whenever I do it, go check out these guys. Check go out on YouTube and find everything. It is all there. Exactly. Go on YouTube. Who do you want to see? 
You want to see Japanese wrestling? Put in Japanese wrestling. I guarantee you're going to find a match with, with former NXT superstar Timothy Thatcher and Pro Wrestling Noah. You're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of great great wrestling out there. So I mean, WrestleMania, yes, that's coming up this weekend. Enjoy it, have fun. Go back to go back to uh, uh, YouTube and check out uh, Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay and watch that one. Ooh, that's a good one. So watch, watch Wrestle Kingdom. Watch, yeah. Hey, you want to go? You want to? If you go on the internet and look for Wrestle Kingdom uh, seventeen, which is the, which is the last one this year, uh, they put on some great matches. Or Battle in the Valley, Okada, uh, uh, Tanahashi. You got a you got a main event. Le- you got a WrestleMania main event level right there. So I, I highly encourage. If you want constant WrestleManias, you're not going to get it in WWE ever. You're going to get it once a year because that's all they could do. Because that's all that, that's all they're going to spend the most of their money on is that one night a year. Meanwhile, you meanwhile, it's not just about the flash. It's not just about the stage presence. It, it's about for New Japan. It's about the ring. It's about you got your flashy entrances, you got all that, but when it comes to the actual like exciting part of it, it's in the ring. And if you've ever went to one of their shows live in America, it's a trip to see that live as opposed to uh, online. So yeah. I hi- so I mean, and you I mean, and then at the same time, go support your local promotions. Go check out those shows. There you'll never know who you're gonna see. And make it to the make it to the main rosters of any company, more so than any football player fa- for the MLB, faster than any NFL player that's coming from college getting drafted. It, you want to see some guys that you personally know. If you if you are lucky enough to know a, a personal, uh, if you're lucky enough to know a pro wrestler, watch them. Guaranteed. I have a cousin who is a professional wrestler for Supreme Pro Wrestling, and I am excited for it. Dude is big. <laughs> Let's just say that. The passion of it, see, so. because that type of that season uh, brings out the best in a lot of wrestling fans. So it really go does. Go check out WrestleMania. Go check out A7FL. Check out XFL. There's so many things happening this weekend. Go check it all. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate the absolute hell out of you guys for hanging out with us uh, on this Wednesday night. Once again, we will see you guys on Friday with Derek Duncan and possibly maybe Corey Hammond. Um, as for uh, everything else, there's a lot thing, more things coming. Stay tuned. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. For myself, JP, for 610 from the Southeast, this is the Country K. We're back with Maverick. We will see you guys again next time. This is...